You've tuned into another episode of Radio Free HPC, the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and a variety of high-tech topics. I'm Dan Olds from Intersect 360 Research, joined as always by my co-hosts, Henry Newman of Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and our near-millennial standout, Jesse Lanham. In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another scintillating episode of Radio Free HPC. We're at three-quarter strength today. Dan Olds here, as always. We've got Shaheen down the valley. How are things down there, Shaheen? Excellent. Excellent. Except Thank you, Dan. you're not in the valley. You're launching I'm a young in son into college. I am one kind of a, some kind of a valley. Yeah, I'm in beautiful LA. Yes. Yes. And your son will be going to a very renowned school down there. Uh, so the news says, that's right. That's what I hear. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> Keeping my hand, my fingers on the pulse of everything indeed. that's going on in everybody's personal life. Indeed, indeed. And we have Henry Newman, who is live from his, from his underground bunker. Not quite underground, but it is a survivalist bunker in Las Cruces, New Mexico. How is it going, Henry? I moved in. I'm in Mesilla now. Yes. But it's still a survivalist compound. That's the party line. Yes. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yes. The party line. Yes. That, I think that's what Lenin and Stalin said to Trotsky. Yeah, it didn't work out so well for Trotsky, if I remember no, my history correctly. <laughs> Don't go to ground in Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah. But Correct. you are achieving self-sufficiency gradu gradually. Yes, that's the plan. As We've got tomatoes, we've got peppers, we got eggplant, we've got artichokes. Got a, you got you more just, than fifty dollars coming in from the power company this month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. That's. I'm thinking of retirement next week because of the fifty bucks from the power company. Gotta like that, man. Yeah. Gotta like that. You got plenty more room for more cells too. <laughs> you just need some wheat, and then you're all set with pizza. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, speaking of pizza, <laughs> someone I know who likes pizza is the CEO of Risk Five, Callista Redman, and she was recently interviewed and by ZDNet, and uh, they're making waves. What do you guys think? That was a good interview. I thought everybody, including obviously the reporter, did a great job. It's a good interview to read and catch up with the state of Risk Five, which, as you know, I have been a big fan of. You and Henry, I, I, I think you, you and me both, Shaheen. And yeah, exactly. I, yeah. And 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 I think that the momentum is growing even faster than I expected. And usually, as I said in the pre-call, many of my predictions are correct, but most of them take lots longer to happen than I thought they would. But I think that, you know, just given the cost and the need for application-specific computing, that RISC-V is, is going to take off even faster than I expected. So you're saying my prediction was better than yours because I expected it to be about where it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, remember, I predicted that Risk Five, and I forgot the year, was going to be uh, on the top. 
in the top 10 of the top 500 list. You guys have a bet on that. We did yes, not we did. close that bet. No, because no. Dan thought I had inside information and I was going to no, cheat. Because I suddenly realized, which I didn't, because for some reason we were drinking that night. Don't <laughs> no, know we why, weren't. but we were we drinking weren't. heavily. It was at our no, dinner. We... It was at our annual dinner. And uh, I suddenly remembered, wait a minute, the Europeans are using risk five in Exascale. Uh-oh. Yeah. So yeah, that's guaranteed to come in in 22 or 23. Yeah. So that's a loser bet. Yeah. That and I wanted to win. So yes. yeah. Yeah. I think I have it on unrecorded unrecor that Dan did bet me though. I don't believe you do, unfortunately for you. <laughs> well, are we, are we doing in person this year or are we remoting it? I'm going. I'm going. I'm Excellent. I'm, I'm deciding mid-September. That's my party line. You might want to grab the hotel. I did already. Oh, okay. I grabbed Good the job. hotel like the first week it opened. Good job. Yeah, I'm, I'm all hoteled up. Fortunately, could not get the same hotel the entire time, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you're driving or you're flying? No, I'm flying. Okay, I'm going to yeah. fly. Yeah. Yep. There was a time um, when it was a hub. Yes, there was. TWA. TWA. Yeah. And, and, and what was the other airline there? Eastern. Braniff. Ozark, Ozark. Of course. Yes. Yes. Which I flew one time. I don't remember why. No, you're right. Eastern was Kansas City. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, okay. back to risk five. I, yeah. I, I just think it's going to be used across the board, whether it's in, you know, you can see that, uh, you know, in devices, you know, Seagate, Western Digital, Broadcom. And then you're talking to the cloud vendors. And if you read the article, it was clear that NVIDIA has some investment in RISC-V, which confuses me given their ARM thing. So, and I'm, you know, they if the ARM funded, thing happens. They were in early on RISC-V. They were yeah, one of the first like investors. Member, aren't they? Yeah. 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 And then Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi, you know, Intel went and bought Sci-Fi, which is one of the tool vendors or is trying to buy Sci-Fi. I, well, I read that announcement that they intend to buy Sci-Fi, and I think yeah. Sci-Fi was doing more than tools. They were also actually building I chips. I thought they had chips too. Yeah. Yes, they were doing chips also, or, or, or different cores and with different things. But they had a lot of tools too. So right. yeah, but it, the thing is that the thing is that whether or not you're x86 or ARM or whatnot, you're going to have all these other ancillary processing that are needed. That could be Risk Five. I think that's how Nvidia has so many Risk Five cores on their many other core chips. I mean, there's already billions and billions of Risk Five cores out there because it is used inside of every Nvidia GPU. Right. right. Risk Five thing, is used. Whoa, whoa. Risk Five is used in Nvidia today. Yes. Uh huh. Since twenty, I want to say 17. seventeen or nineteen. Yeah. I think it was seventeen. Yeah. But oh, yeah, that know. was a little stumper I put out on Twitter is who's the biggest user of RISC-V and people were guessing India and places like that. And then uh, HPC Guru came across the finish line with NVIDIA. I did now, not know that. That's also under the category of to the best of our knowledge, because when you use RISC-V, you don't have to sign any I've confirmed documents. It. So, well, no, but the point is that we don't know who's using it without letting anybody yes. know that they're using it. It could be others, but I don't think anybody is even, is even uh, orders of magnitude 
as far along in terms of actual shipping product as NVIDIA. Right. What is the wow. largest volume? Like, I don't know, some consumer electronics or something could have it. Possibly. But and you're well, right. They don't have to disclose. But And I, it will not last long because it, I believe the time will come when, you know, Wi-Fi chips will be risk five or, you know, you know, cell phone CPUs are going to be risk five. So there's going to be, you know, a lot of risk five. That's right. It's a done deal. Well, we'll see. We'll see. In the fullness of time, we will see. But, you know, speaking of that, there was a merger uh, a couple of weeks ago announced that we didn't talk about that has some HPC implications. Atos and Nimbix. Nimbix Atos started. Nimbix. Take us yeah. through the history of Nimbix, please. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Nimbix started out around 2010 as an HPC cloud company. And what they were doing, they got a jump on pretty much everybody else on putting HPC technology in the cloud. But they're getting out of that business by moving their customers to public cloud. And they're doing very well with their HPC orchestration services and their multi-chip software which is called Jarvis XE, and which makes it really easy, supposedly, to migrate workloads into public clouds. Interesting. And that's one of the things that makes them attractive. Atos is the biggest uh, HPC system provider in Europe, and they want to come over here and uh, pick a fight with HPE and Dell. So you see this as a foray into the United States market? They've said as much. Yes. They have said it. I see. You're not in, inferring this. No. No oh, inference at all. Well, and Bull did make a run at the U.S. market, if I remember correctly, in the late 90s, and uh, it was a swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember that. But it was with that was in the days of Unix. It was and in the days of Unix. coming in with a different, yeah. different animal. It's so different does that, deal so does that mean we should expect additional acquisitions? I don't know. I know that they had a pretty, pretty good year last year in Europe and are, you know, looking to expand. So there might be some more selected, highly selective acquisitions on their part. Because uh, you're entering the market, you're going to have to gain momentum and heft fast, right? It's, you're going to have to yeah. do it organically. Yeah. Nimbix gives them some feet on the ground. It gives them a sales channel and it gives them some unique products with the migration tools that Nimbix provides. But I don't know, maybe you buy a business partner out there, a, a VAR, a specialized VAR reseller to give you some more sales heft. Right. Now, I recall that uh, Microsoft bought Cycle Computing a few years ago. Yes, who were another HPC cloud software company. And of course, our own Wolfgang Gensch and Uber Cloud have been at it. You know, they were one of the early players in HPC cloud. So, and cycle this... computing has worked out well for Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Say more. Uh, in, in, you sound like you have info. Well, I've talked to some customers mm -hmm. about clouds, uh, HPC clouds, and cycle cloud was cited by several of them. I see. Which was a little surprising to me. And I do know some of the people at CycleCloud, and they're pretty good. Yeah. So uh, let's rationalize this, the reverse engineer, how they came at this decision. You're trying to get into the U.S. market. 
you know, why through HPC? Why not go through like commercial computing? And but if you are going ah. through HPC, then cloud is ascendant, and this simplifies migration to various clouds. I mean, one of the things that they said in the interview that you can find in HPC Wire is that about 50 to 60% of customers are looking to have cloud, HPC cloud as part of their HPC strategy. And I believe they might've gotten that number from some of our Intersect 360 research because that lines up with what we found. Right, 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 okay. They're also gonna be working with hyperscalers, you know, the cloud folks about enhancing their own HPC offerings by providing some of the migration tools and things like that. And this gives Nimbix more heft than they had before. Definitely does, yeah. Did they say dollars? Did they use, did they, did they say how much? Did not, did not say how much. And uh, might be able to find out next time they, uh, they next time ATOS uh, provides yeah. numbers. Yeah. yeah, Europeans generally provide a lot of info. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And they're talking about, ATOS is talking about how they compete very well against HPE, you know, Cray and SGI, that combination in Europe. And why not come do that in the U.S.? Well, why not indeed? Yeah. The only difference is they don't have SGI and they don't have Cray behind them. Well, I think they're making HP. the assertion that they've come yeah. up with similar technologies on their own. And they do have some really, really high-end technical deep folks. They do. Yeah. They do. But moving along, got a question for Henry. Is there any reason why nobody should be online ever no. this week? Yeah, Dan, there is a reason. And actually, there are multiple reasons. And I'm going to save one of the reasons for Catch of the Week just because they're both so bad that I can't, I don't know where to go. They're really bad this week. It's it's a new record, Dan. Really? I don't know if you've read, but there's a belief because of the dark web, people were selling 100 million, 100 million information about your T-Mobile phone for 100 million customers. So that includes your IMIE number, your number, so you can find the phone anywhere in the world. So it's a 15-digit number that uh, is assigned to every single phone. So if you log in a system, they can find you. Your username, your password, your social security number, your home address, and your PIN. Ouch. Yeah. So any T-Mobile customer, get out there and change that PIN. Yes. And change that, change the that pa- password. Change the password first, log out, log in, change the PIN next. Yeah. Ooh, that's a scary one because uh, I am a T-Mobile customer. As am I, Dan. As, you know, you, you were probably the reason why they wanted to hack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal these days, so it's possible. Yeah, it is right. possible. Yeah. I, 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 But you know, that brings us to the part of the show that we like to call the catch of the week. We'd like Henry? to call that. Yeah. The catch of the week. Well, it, Dan, this one might affect you and Shaheen. There was a admission today by Realtek that their Wi-Fi module used by 60 manufacturers, 6-0, uh, has multiple stack and overflow things with you can inject arbitrary commands and things like that and get into any Wi-Fi system. Oh, nice. Whether you've you blocked it huh. or not. And just to give you a point of reference, I added up the numbers for just 
the, I believe it was, oh, let's see, is it uh, for D-Link? D-Link alone has 33 products that have these real tech check uh, real tech chips in them 33 i don't know if you have a d-link router but you should look in the web no, you should look no. on the website about the products and there's 65 companies total that are currently admitted with products so well comcast better dance their way over here and replace it if i've got one yeah i i you know i don't know the answer to that dan but i would get rid of you know get rid of everything I mean, I'd get rid of, I would get rid of the, bo the box, honestly. Mm. Hmm. That is another one of your security things that has me shaken oh. like a leaf. So anyway, this almost was a better reason to not be on. <laughs> yeah, this could be a better reason. Yeah. yeah. And, but this one you can actually do something about. If you've got a product that's on this list I just for, put out, you should go, re you should go replace it. Rather than wait, off, yes. I'll check it out. Rather than, turn it off, and rather than wait for the patch, because mm -hmm. it's got to go real tech Probably to your company. Move. And some of these products then are my older, out. and you know they don't do firmware updates. They won't be patched. They won't be, exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 a throwaway. Good to Interesting. know. Good to know. Shaheen, what do I you got? I got one. I got one. So this one combines my interest in technology and marketing together. Intel video cards get a brand name, Ooh. and that brand name what is, is it? ARC, A-R-C. That's, that's huh. what you do with the welder, I thought. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they're trying to ignite, yeah. Well, their ARC was also used as an association of mentally challenged people, if I remember correctly. And I think there was a guy named Noah who had one, too. He had an ARC with a K. This one is yeah. with a C. Oh, it's with a C. Mm -hmm. That's right. And of course, this I is could be wrong. all kind of part of the XE brand and how it all kind of comes. But they've sort of rationalized the roadmap. And they've, the first code name on their arc is Alchemist, which is coming in Q1 2022. Then we go to uh, Battle Mage, as if, I'm not if I'm pronouncing it right. And then to Celestial and then to Druid. And everybody's really applauding them for this branding. The Twitterverse is, uh, what is the right word, Dano? Festooned with uh, folks uh, really? praising Festooned. Intel's branding that they've got it right, and they are excited. Okay. Well, I don't think they have any performance numbers out yet, and that's what I'd really like to see. No, of course, our focus has really been on the XE exascale. XE, yeah, and yeah, I wonder if they'll change... Yeah that at some point too i don't know i think that yeah i don't know i think the brand hierarchy is just really hard when you've got so many parts like intel does yeah well we will see what happens now for my own catch of the week i would also i'd like to uh read into the record my rant oh nice because you know how upset i get over i triple e floating point right now i'm unaware of that yeah, please tell, yeah. please remind me <laughs> it doesn't oh, it does not conform to the laws of mathematics oh yeah it doesn't I, conform I, to the communicative law remember I'm, it doesn't I'm conform to the associative law i'm over 60 and my memory's shot okay but anyway there is a bigger villain in my mind no yes wow really nice it is the states of Oregon, California, Vermont, Colorado, Hawaii, and Washington. What they've done 
is essentially made workstations illegal. Of course. You cannot buy a hefty PC in these areas. And from what I can tell, it's very, very full of double speech speak and technology stuff and power measurement stuff that doesn't conform to anything I've seen before. But essentially, if you're buying a PC that has a discrete graphics card of any power at all, you can't anymore in these states. Because? In fact, because of energy. Energy, energy star rating. Yeah. No one needs those systems anymore, Shaheen. It's just going to hurt gamers, and gamers don't have a lobby. What has been carved out of this, though, is game consoles. Lucky, lucky for Microsoft, eh? So, hmm, because it's also going to push people to the cloud, cloud gaming, no? Yep. Well, but actually, what's it going to do to HPC? HPC. You're going to need lower latency and higher speed networks, I think, for gaming in the cloud than your local system because you're going to be moving more data from the displays. Yeah, because it's something's got to render yeah. and it's got to render fast. Yeah. And if you're a professional videographer or something like that, well, you're out of luck. If you are a researcher who has a workstation, maybe a two-way, maybe a one-way, uh, but you're using multiple video cards, you are out of luck. You can't buy those systems in these states anymore. I am livid about this. It, I, livid, I tell you. I tend to agree with Dano here. I hate to, I hate to agree with him also, but I do. Mm-hmm. But this is going to hurt a whole lot of small businesses that supply these systems. Could we conclude that whoever is helped by this may have been behind it? That's what I'm wondering, because those carve-outs for cloud, the carve-outs for gaming consoles, and I got to wonder, where the hell was Jensen Wang when this was going on? I, I, you know, it, where the hell probably was, were the PC It makers? was probably under the radar, and I'll tell you what, their government relations people might be paying for it with their careers because someone needed to be monitoring this from a government relations point of view. Absolutely, and, and this is a big old hunk of their video card empire, their consumer empire, that is now at risk. California, Oregon, Washington are not insignificant markets for them. No. And you've got the whole, you know, how many people in Hollywood have high-end workstations? I don't know. Maybe they all do servers. Uh, yeah. Actually, there, no, there's a lot of them. Actually. Yes. Yeah. And how many AI researchers are there out there that are starting with a workstation? Yep. Lots and lots. Lots and lots. So where was, this, where was our vaunted Silicon Alley on this? Not there. Not there. Big mistake. So this is Somebody's like a gonna be and blow on uh, blow up uh, for desktop, but good for either side of it, game consoles and servers. Uh huh. Yeah. So maybe the math works out. <laughs> not no. in this. Not in this podcaster's mind. <laughs> not in. Alri does not believe so either. <laughs> and I reserve the right to extend this rant onto the next four or five shows. Dan, I think we should I, have just a regular rant session for this show, and you can sort of do the Andy Rooney thing for 60 minutes. 
<laughs> no, no, That's not for 16 days. But Dan, I, I will suggest that we, you need to continue to report on this on a per state basis from now on. That's your assignment. <laughs> I need to dive into this and see what I can actually figure out, what systems are in, what systems are out. But again, initial look tells me anything with a fast CPU and a fast GPU is out. They're even measuring your SATA bandwidth. Wow. If it uses too many drives, new nope, really not huh. allowed. Who came up with yeah. this? How did it become like a multi-state thing? It's a pretty complicated set of rules, it seems. Well, funnily enough, started in California. I see. Go figure. But it is an energy star thing. It's an energy star thing. Huh. And also IDC played a role in this and that they're using IDC research to say, hey, no one's going to be buying these things in the future anyway, which is just a complete load. How of far gold. in the future are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we've got to wrap we this wrap. up. Okay. We've got hard stops. Want to thank everybody out there for listening to us, all 16 of you. We want to get more of you in so we could get to maybe 20. Wow. That's sort of a stretch, stretch goal. We will see what happens. But everybody out there, stay safe and start making your plans for SC21. We're going to be there. We want you to be there too. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. Reach out to us on email at podcast at Radio Free HPC or via Twitter at Radio Free HPC. As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thanks again for listening.